0: We're back. That seems to be the warning at the beginning of a lot of our episodes.
1: Time to run, (laughs) man. Run.
0: (laughs) We're back. Okay. Um, So the title of today's episode, Arrival at Departure, it's going to be in some ways similar to a couple other things we've talked about in the past, but we're trying to focus on one particular aspect. I think you'll get the point as we move into the episode a little bit further let's start off though let's let's just jump right into it dave with mm-hmm. some lds church in you know, the news. news
1: so we've got janna rice janna rice isn't that uncle ben's daughter no wait
0: okay Uncle. wow that's a really old joke I don't know if people will understand no, that. I've just dated. <laughs> I'm a old fart. I understood and... it. So obviously I'm old enough. Oh. Um, a Salt Lake Tribune article called Jana Rice colon. That's The word colon is not in the article title. I'm just telling you what punctuation mark is there. That would be odd if the word colon was in the title. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's got rice in her colon. What? Rice's colon. What? Uh, Is she that age where she's having scopes? Anyway. Jesus. (laughs) Can I even get the title out? Holy shit. Jenna Rice. The stubborn faithfulness of liberal Latter-day Saints. You've heard my attitude on this before. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty clear. In my humble but absolutely correct opinion, (laughs) there is no such thing as a liberal Latter-day Saint, folks. No. It does not exist. Are there people who are members of the church who haven't left yet who have liberal opinions on some things? Certainly. There's probably a bunch of them. But they aren't true in quotation marks, right? Latter-day saints. They don't follow all the teachings of the brethren and, and concur with those teachings and believe that they're from God. They believe they're they're wrong in some cases. That's not a Mormon. That's not a Latter-day Saint. You're you're an apostate who just hasn't left yet. <laughs> That's what that Very is, much. right? And I, I think I compared it earlier to. Uh, the term moderate Muslim, right? Or moderate Islam. (laughs) It doesn't exist. Okay. And well, yeah, it does. There's a bunch of moderate. Yeah. So there's people who call themselves moderate Muslims who I would explain, if you want to use this phraseology, describe it this way. They are in a splinter group of Islam. Just describe it that way. There's a splinter group who doesn't believe in the jihad, you know, go out and kill all the infidels, aspects of, of Islam and, and some other radical stuff that's in the Quran, it's it's legit doctrine. So they don't live those pieces, they cherry pick. Right? And so you could, call, you could describe it as they've gone out and created their own splinter. Just call it that. But they're not true Islam. Same thing.
1: Right, right. One of those branches that actually surfaced uh several hundred years ago um was the sufis mm-hmm. uh who are uh it's beautiful their teachings are very enlightening um and very much the opposite of jihad yeah type of thinking yeah yeah
0: so they realized the uh i don't know barbarism or whatever of of those radical tidbits and they said yeah nee, let's be a little softer that. It's like Christians who don't believe in the Old Testament, right? You're really not Christians. Um, You you don't believe the whole Bible. You cherry pick, which a lot of people do. Most people do. Back to the point. So I'm going to read little tidbits of this because I thought it was interesting, and it does relate a little bit in some ways to our episode. Uh, So she writes this editorial, Dear Leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. Obviously, you don't believe they're really leaders, because you don't agree with most of their stuff. Liberal Mormons are liberal because you taught us well, and we listened. Oh, dear God. (laughs) We don't always (laughs) live up to the best of our religion's teachings, but we have internalized some beautiful values for which we are grateful and which have guided our decisions in life. We believed you when you told us that all human beings are God's children, and we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. That core teaching lies at the heart of social justice. The fact that you taught us this, but for years mm. also opposed the ritual equality of, for people of African descent, is heartbreaking and confusing. It's confusing because we believed it when the Book of Mormon said that no one should be prevented from coming closer to the Lord, including black and white, bond and free. So, what you're saying is you found out that it's bullshit. <laughs> Oops. The prophets really aren't prophets. Oops, mm. you can't you can't keep believing. Oh. And warp it to your belief. That doesn't work. You're not a liberal Mormon. In that case, you're just stupid. <laughs> so anyway,
1: yeah. when yeah. some
0: of us choose our LGBTQ kids over the church, it's because we listened well and hard. When you told us that no success outside the home could ever compensate for failure within it, you mean it was, no. it was a nonprofit again. Okay, your next point? And she goes on heavenly yeah. mother, uh, oh,
1: and, yeah.
0: um,
1: the, the list never ends. I mean, yeah. Come on.
0: Women are equal to men. Donald Trump. I don't know why she brings up Donald Trump because a lot of Mormons follow him or something. I don't know.
1: Well, anyway, Republican
0: yeah. party. Yeah. Republican. Yeah. You're expected to be Republican when you're Mormon. Yep. Um, Anyway, whatever. I I think that um, if she didn't have the power of the pen, uh, although I question the the power (laughs) of that pen, um, and she didn't have limelight in editorials like the Tribune, she probably would have left already. You know what I'm saying?
1: Ah, good point. Good
0: point. Yeah. Hanging on because she has a voice now, so she can kind of... Why she hasn't been excommunicated, that's a little bit of a head scratcher. Don't hold your breath, you know, I mean. (laughs) All right. So that's LDS Church in the News. How does it relate? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, First of all, we've got little tidbits from Davey, who's going to tell us some things that are
1: for our information. You need to know the following. (laughs) Oh, I need to. Okay. Yes, it's a need. Okay. In 1872, William A. Hickman publishes Brigham's Destroying Angel, first Mormon expose by confessed murderer. (laughs) Oh, my. What? (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know, man. Some of this stuff. I'm trying to get into the mindset of the people. And what we discovered last week Mm -hmm. is they are a lot like people are today. Mm. We got the the brethren jerking their gherkins. We got houses (laughs) of every repute on every corner. We got liquor everywhere. Beheading. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. Speaking of Islam. Holy hell. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay february 27th lds millennial star oh shit i they are still publishing the millennial star wow that started was that kirtland or nauvoo i one of the early places it, yeah yeah it went way way back okay it's entitled the motherhood of god it re repeats a child's question and this i've brought this up so many times here's the child's question why don't you tell me about heavenly mother mm-hmm. don't she give us anything good good uh english yeah. there don't don't she give us anything the editorial speaks of those who yearn to adore her and expresses approval of praying to a father and mother oh. in oh Oh wow! We'll, we'll see you in your excommunication court. I I know I brought up my experience in CES where I was basically dismissed
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, from teaching because I simply, in a casual conversation after class, brought up something about heavenly mother, hmm. and it was like, good God! You know, the angel of death was standing over <laughs> my head yeah it was well yeah, and, they let me they let me go and but then the new the new director came in and said no no get him back on the the agenda
0: oh uh, um, wow well, okay yeah so uh so whatever. look if there was a heavenly mother that was taught regularly in teachings which it kind of assumed i mean it's been the church has become more uh willing to to state such things over the last, you know, however many years. Uh, but it wouldn't be a single mother in heaven now, would it? Mm, it would be no, a plethora of mothers in heaven because the new and everlasting covenant that God himself must obey is polygamy.
1: Well, and that's what I brought up in this conversation. And this young lady went home, told her mother what I had said. Oh, no. And just lost her shit. She's just completely flipped out. Wow. I've never heard that before. Well do your fucking homework then. I mean I you know what why are you even at institute? Why why are you even here? Oh wait, because mommy and daddy want you to be here. That's oh, right. I forgot. Okay. House that yeah, that's better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brigham Young, October 9th, and his counselors are each sustained as Prophets, Seers, and Revelators. Mm -hmm. This is the first conference where they're sustained with that title since, uh, it's been a while, since 1859. So it never gets, that title itself is not used in conference for what, 20 years? Huh. It's like, uh... (laughs) Proph- Whoops. Yeah, let, <laughs> Because it was that obvious out. that they weren't prophets, seers, and revelers. <laughs> so they're like, oh, shit,
0: don't say that. Go uh, okay.
1: November 11th, same year, 1872, Daniel H. Wells says, and again, he's a counselor to Brigham Young, mm-hmm. the violation of the word of wisdom is not a matter of fellowship and will not clip a man in his glory, uh-huh. which is not the case today because... Yeah. You violate the word of wisdom, you don't get a temple recommend, you, you don't go to heaven. And no. and who said that? Who said it Daniel won't? Daniel H. Wells.
0: And his position of the church was
1: uh second counselor. Okay,
0: so he was at that time prophet, seer
1: and revelator. Seer and revelator.
0: revelator. Stating doctrine. Is
1: not a matter of fellowship, okay, okay. and will not clip a man in his glory. But he will not have the blessings which are promised. In other words
0: You won't get the physical uh, health blessings and things.
1: Health in the navel, Man. marrow in the bones, power in the priesthood be upon me and my brother whatever.
0: Uh you're giving away a little secret. You're oh, gonna, you're gonna die now. You're gonna die.
1: Now this one this one is humorous as hell because the this Seymour B. young. Seymour <laughs> what?
0: Seymour young who? Okay, anyway.
1: I believe it's one of Brigham's sons, if I remember right. Probably. Uh, Yeah. Seymour B. Young describes the inauguration of Ulysses S. Grant as U.S. President thusly. And so he does what we do. He calls him Useless S. Grant (laughs) (laughs) instead of Ulysses. Useless S. Grant shits in Washington chair. <laughs> what? Not not sits but shits. Oh my! In God. his Washington chair, Mormons regard Grant as anti LDS. Oh, oh! I, I like this Seymour B. Young. Yeah, I do. Used to. Yeah, yeah, useless as Grant. Oh. Uh, he's a hero to a lot of people.
0: Well, oh, yeah, God. it depends on what side of the flag you fell on, right?
1: Exactly. So, yeah. Okay, that was 1873. Uh, let's go to 1874. Mother Elizabeth Whitney, okay, sung in tongues, and Carrie Carter, in attempting an interpretation, threw her bonnet and muff on the floor and fell on her knees, remaining for some time in that position. Uh, what? That's, used to, that's what problem. I do. When I hear somebody singing in tongues, I throw my bonnet, man. And drop to your knees. What I want, mu- my muff. You well, are
0: how? How old was she? Because if her muff no. was touching the ground when she was on her
1: knees, yeah.
0: oh Jesus. That was. Oh wait a minute. We're talking about. We're talking about a different definition. Cold <laughs>
1: weather apparel, sir. Cold weather apparel. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>
0: Man, this is a more this is an X-rated Mormon talk episode. Watch
1: sorry, out. Sorry. Sorry. Emily D. Partridge Young writes, In mm. the evening, several spoke in tongues. And oh. Sister Eliza R. Snow insisted on my speaking in tongues, so I complied. But I'm not really in favor of making use of that gift. Oh, okay. So it's just what? available randomly to basically everybody, and you can either use it or not. Nah, I don't really care for that stuff, so, you know. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. I
0: can't even, I, what do you even say? I yeah. mean,
1: what kind really? of shit was going on, man? June 28, 1874, Brigham Young preaches. Now, brethren, that man that honors his priesthood and that woman that honors her priesthood uh-oh. Will receive an everlasting inheritance in the kingdom of God. Oh, thanks. Yeah. What? Now, what? What um, office? Wait. What's the name what? of that office that the women hold? Uh, <laughs> barefoot, pregnant, and in the kitchen. Is that an office?
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. I don't understand that.
1: We got to have a couple more, just for fun. Okay. Apostle Wilford Woodruff preaches that spirits, and this comes back to mommy again, spirits come from their eternal father and their eternal mother, (laughs) unto whom they were born in the eternal world. So uh, it's clearly taught. It's clearly taught. At that time. Uh, It's
0: been taught many times. Yeah. That there's a heavenly mother.
1: But we can't speak about yeah. it. And the lame ass excuse. Is I that remember we, this excuse. We honor the- her. We honor yeah. her by yeah. not, we don't want to besmear her high and holy position. So we just mm. don't talk about it. Even yeah. to yeah. a, a three year old child whose natural inclination is to ask, Well, wait a minute, you're teaching me to pray to Father in heaven. What about mommy? There must be a mother in heaven. Uh, mm-hmm. shh, quiet! Damn it! <laughs> quiet! The bishop could be standing somewhere close. And oh shit! Whatever. Well, and the
0: natural question of why is Mother in Heaven never mentioned in the scriptures?
1: It's because
0: Heavenly Father respects her so much that yeah. he does you like, what? Uh, come on, dude. There's some. <laughs> there's men, women, children, and animals butchered. <laughs> and no right. description of Heavenly Mother. Right. Okay, whatever.
1: Yeah, th- I mean, that's how I would honor my wife is by never bringing her up. <laughs> <laughs> never talk about her. Yeah, that's a great honor. I have such wow. deep respect for you, honey. Shut the fuck up and sit down over there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Was that, that, are you quoting from David Bednar now? Oh, wait. That, hang on.
1: What? Bednar- I I I stole it. it. I stole it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. One last one. Another failed prophecy. Whoopsie, whoopsie. Uh Local bishop reports that first counselor, George A. Smith, preached in Salina, Sevier County last year and said that the Savior, Jesus Christ, will be here on earth in 1891. Whoops, uh, I missed, missed the train Missed the train from Kolob and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, th- those things oh, are no. never very You know,
0: damn Celestial Railways They had a track <laughs> issue And uh, the engineer was told to fix it He didn't And Christ missed the
1: I actually have the inside story on that This guy had stopped by ZCMI, picked up a case of grog, and was hammered drunk that day. So, or that year, the entire year. So the entire year he was drunk. Yeah. So he just missed out. You know, the prophecy was accurate. It was just the details. You know, the shit happens. Yeah. Even in heaven, apparently. Even
0: in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's unfortunate. Hmm. And why couldn't he catch the next train? Well, you know, it's like the shuttle. It's like the space shuttle. When you miss your re-entry window,
1: that can really
0: fuck your day up. You know, I mean, you've got to orbit for another while before that window comes open again. Yep. Yep. Okay.
1: Okay. Arriving at departure or arrival. Now that's actually two different things. Arriving is the process Mm -hmm. of getting to a place of departure. Arrival is when you you have arrived at a place where you're going to depart. And of course, the departure is that of leaving the church. And that looks a lot of different ways and happens in a lot of different ways. So in this episode, we're reaching out to you, the listeners, without being able to converse with you uh, and, and feeling uh, careful with the X-rated stuff again, feeling uh, (laughs) where you might be uh, knowing that you're probably in many different places um, still going on Sunday, quit going out. You've already left, but, there's the residual. It's kind of like sticking your hand in a can of shit. You can pull your hand out so it's not in the shit anymore, but there's still shit all over your hand. So yeah, <laughs> I just thought of that stinky. one last minute there. It's still a stinky hand. A stinky finger.
0: <laughs> and you can wash it, and it's still a stinky hand. You
1: still don't want to use that hand to yeah, pick up you, your... You Drumstick. fucking
0: scrub that thing like a surgeon before it yeah. finally yeah. <laughs> smells okay you know it's like uh wow that's an analogy right there um but um yeah dave and we we talked before we don't want to make this a rehash of other episodes in their entirety you know we talked before about the cost of leaving which is a real cost and you know a half step back here when i said to what's her bucket janna rice you know you can say all these things and you're still following the church. You're just dumb. I, (laughs) I was you know, half joking, whatever. I I'm really talking about outspoken people like her that are in these editorials and newspapers. I certainly don't mean that as a listener, you've got issues. You're, you're thinking about them. Maybe you haven't left yet and you're just stupid. That is not what I meant. Um, so I apologize if I offended anybody with that, that, joke slash statement um there is a cost sometimes the cost quite frankly is is pretty heavy it's
1: prohibitive you stay you will not take that now now when and again when i say stay in outward form and in other words you continue to attend your meetings you may or may not accept a calling you probably still pay your tithing. And that's to avoid confrontation. Because with mm-hmm. any of those issues, if you're not towing the line, uh, you will be talking to your bishop. And there will that's be right. an inquiry into your slackardness. <laughs> Is that a word? Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll make it a word. Yeah, slackered,
1: yeah, we'll slackardly ways.
0: Right. And, you know, you want to avoid that because the last thing you would want is to be, so even disfellowship, that's kind of like in your face. Everybody ends up hearing about it. You know, it's embarrassing. You don't want to cause pain to your to your family members, whatever, who maybe you may be attending with. So you want to try to avoid. And so people, like Dave said, are going to do things. You can do the bare minimum that you can to appear like you're kind of in it. So you don't have that kind of an external thing coming in
1: right? and then then you have
0: chosen not to leave, whatever. So, so what is it that finally makes people want, you know what, despite the cost, which there always is a cost, no matter who you are, the gravity or the level of that may be different, despite the costs, plural, um, I gotta, I gotta depart. I've arrived at departure. Right. So I've at that point where I can't do it anymore.
1: We've always, uh, and several people on YouTube use the analogy of the shelf. And mm-hmm. as uh, Michael and I were discussing this, I saw, I saw the image of you placing this final item on the shelf of, of concerns, doubts, and questions, and. It brings the thing down, but in this case, it lands on your head, <laughs> knocks you to the floor. A bunch of this mm-hmm. shit falls all over, breaks in pieces, and you're left sitting there dumbfounded and grasping at these broken pieces, which are all still there. None of them went away. And that's part of this process. Uh the attempt to sweep some things under the rug, uh, which we've discussed before, causes a kind of mental illness. It, it's it's just not healthy. No. In any aspect of life, in any situation, concerning any topic, to uh, dismiss things as if they didn't exist is just not healthy. That sh- no. The shit, it will show up. And it usually the process of life tends to be that when we do tuck something under the rug or whatever, when it comes back, it comes back with a vengeance. It's bigger. Right. It's bigger. So yeah.
0: If you want to use analogies of that room with the shelf, et cetera, and the rug, right. You, that, that bulge under the rug. I am still <laughs> talking about issues with the church, not other bulges. Um, you, you end up tripping over that thing. There you,
1: there you go. There you
0: go. Yeah. Trip over that bulge, you land on your head, you know. I mean, it's it's not a pretty sight.
1: And we're not and, we're not oh, trying to yeah. be clever. I mean, yeah, we obviously Mike and I like to goof around. These things are important. They're not serious in in the sense of, "Oh my god, this is so serious." Uh, not I don't know. I don't know. I I like that analogy. I like that better than the shelf that you keep sweeping stuff under the rug. It creates, you think it's gone because you can't see it visually with your eyes. okay? And it gets to the point where you actually trip over it, maybe fall on your face. And that's what we're talking about in this podcast. The arriving at the place where it's like, I can't ignore this shit anymore. And what? Yeah. where we're different as human beings is that each of us, have a different way in, uh, of being true to ourselves. So uh, something that I thought of earlier, as Michael was talking is uh, the difficulty of not just explaining your reasons to want to leave to your spouse, perhaps, which is huge, but how about your kids? Because they're, they're so impressionable. And just like, well, we grew up in the church and we always go on Sunday and I, I, I have all my little friends in in primary or whatever level and daddy doesn't go anymore. They're confused. Yeah. And that's, that's not fair. That's not fair. No, Uh, no. Um, my God, I, growing up in our home and this is a, a different subject, but I was confused by what I was being taught at church and what I was witnessing at home.
0: Yeah, it's almost the reverse. Yeah. Where so, you're, you're confused that you are going to church.
1: Exactly.
0: We <laughs> exactly. don't act like those people. So why the fuck would we be going to church? We're, yeah, it's almost the reverse. But um, emotional trauma in either case, whichever scenario, you're surprised that you're going or you're surprised that you're leaving. Um, so if kids are involved, yeah, right. I mean, for the arrival at departure is obviously going to be different for everybody. People leave at different times in their lives, and we've also talked about the fact in the past that based on your dedication when you were a member or if you still are, um, that dedication level directly impacts things like the cost. You know, I've known ai f- know a few people who, when I've talked to them about their departure, they're just like, "Yeah, yeah, no big deal." And then I talked further about uh, about it with them, and they were one of those people. This is not a criticism. It's just an observation of how we're all different. They were one of those people who just didn't ever really believe it to begin with, or they didn't really ever have like a quote-unquote testimony,
1: right, or they weren't right. really
0: like fully com- committed, right? Like maybe they didn't go much already, you know, or something. And, and so you add all those things up. Obviously when you've got less skin in the game or whatever analogy again that you want to use, when you do arrive at departure, it could be less of a blow, right? Less of an impact. And I've met quite a few people that fall into that Yes, realm.
1: I have too. And I've and I've yeah. always been a little bit jawed on the floor, like, what? Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, initially, I the- initially, but then yeah. I then I consider their yeah. position and I think, oh yeah, okay. So You kind of we don't want to categorize people, but there are those who leave because of the off stated reasons of uh, being offended, want a different lifestyle, want to be able to drink or smoke or maybe have Mm -hmm. sex with multiple partners or whatever, whatever it is. Uh, Sure. Though there's a, a lot of people who. They just can't conform with the lifestyle of Mormonism. But then there's another group who uh, pursue the doctrines. They mm-hmm. want to know, what, what does God want me to do? And think about yeah. that. That's really the question. What will please God? Going to our podcast last week, pleasing God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I need to understand the doctrines and they get into that and they say, well, Jesus, they, they've changed a, a lot and the history's all jumbled and yeah. uh, what, what the hell's going on? In other words, they're just inquisitive, naturally inquisitive people, not well, and go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I would say
0: within that group is a subset of, who they want to believe. Yes. You know, they want, they want to believe. And I would say I was part of that subset as well. Not only was I like the prior set that you were talking about where I was naturally inquisitive. I wanted to know the doctrine. I wanted to give me the nitty gritty details about this is interesting, right? I was also of the, I want to believe this, the, the stories that are taught to you, the doctrines that are taught in Mormonism a lot of them are kind of attractive, you know, that you can have families, you can have relationships uh, forever. That stuff doesn't have to go away. The people you love or in your life, you know, you can be with them forever afterwards. And, and, um, all these, you know, you've got a heavenly father up there that, that makes sense about all this shit going on and, and he loves you and supports you. And these are nice messages. A lot of them, you know, and so you're like, I want to believe that, um, you know, so so that desire of wanting to believe or when you've been in it long enough and you really do solidly believe. Right. You become so- less and less in that world of, oh, I'm going to just leave if someone offends me <laughs> or I'm going to leave because yeah. I want no, you you move away from those those reasons, which are legit, like Dave said, for some people. Because they never were fully, you know, I, I'm not in this 100% anyway, right? And it becomes less that for you. And it takes something more for you to depart. It takes something a little heavier. Uh, and that's, you know, usually what we're talking about in our podcast.
1: And I, I'm thinking about, uh, we've discussed this, I know, the, the <laughs> pseudo genius <laughs> of Joseph Smith in, in mm. terms of his understanding of human behavior knowing that people want these warm fuzzy things uh and so i'll just provide them for for them i'll provide these answers i'll provide them with a, you know the belief in a father in heaven that actually cares about them and is going to make ultimately ultimately everything's going to be okay because that's our journey on this planet is again, we're walking around in a state of threat almost, (laughs) you know, we, we talked about this in the why religion podcast, uh, why religions are even created that we have these insecurities. So shit, just find the need and fill it. So Mm -hmm. tell them all this happy horse shit. And, they'll just suck it up because because it yeah. hey god that's it's good to that hear. sounds good I, I hope yeah, it's true oh wait wait I got a, a warm fuzzy in my bosom
0: oh wait, wait no, that wait, was the burrito wait, wait
1: that's not <laughs> men don't have bosoms do they or wait hang on <laughs> too many jalapenos <laughs> uh, uh, a jalapeno on a stick uh. <laughs> so
0: that's a warm feeling you're feeling I, i've
1: there. got uh, different things written down here yeah uh what michael was just talking about is a major event for a lot of people uh God, i can't I, it's it's curious to me you know that's why we're bringing the subject up it would seem like it would be a process of mounting evidence you know uh Questions that are not being answered. So the the Jeremy Reynolds oh. situation, the CES letter, a, a list of questions, and nobody will answer them for him. Doubts, doubts. Well, where where does a doubt come? It the shit does just doesn't make sense. You're
0: right. It doesn't
1: line it up. Doesn't line up. And then concerns. Well, concern is basically a doubt, you know, and or a question. It's like, well, why? did the blacks not have the priesthood really i i know what you're telling me but what that's from god what the f- you know yeah. things like that we're yeah. just you know the book of abraham is huge if when you finally see what a hoax what a horrible fucking sloppy ass hoax that was it's not <laughs> i mean that is the worst fucking Sorry. I mean, it's yes. just ridiculous. Yes. It and, and if you, al- you allow yourself, and that maybe is what we're talking about here, is allowing yourself to consider some of these things, which is where people who stay active don't go. They don't let them no. themselves go to that place. Well, oh, yeah, they, they build a wall. Oh, that's a yeah. real viable question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask it. Oh, that's convenient. (laughs) Yeah,
0: stick my head in the sand. Yeah, Yeah. which again, you know, why would you do that? Because there's a cost, right? There's a cost of asking questions. You might get an answer. Oh, there's a cost of doubting something. It it might your doubt might be true, right? And then what? And so there's all this complex play going on in your mind. Mm -hmm uh all these different battling emotions and and causes and effects that your brain is analyzing and, and right
1: a lot of that's it, what we do your that's what we do yeah. with with all aspects yeah. of our life we will run a scenario in our mind i did this i don't i don't mm-hmm. know how a person could not do it where you think forward and you think okay here's me approaching my spouse and saying honey I'm done with the church. What tears and what the fuck mm. is going? What yeah. and 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 Bad. then okay? How would I answer her or his concerns? And then right on down the line, what would that would we will we be able to stay together? And so we you end up also considering what you might call post Mormon stress disorder. Uh, instead of PTSD, this is PMSD, post Mormon stress mm. disorder, where even after you leave, you know it won't be over. Yep. It, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, and if
0: that's a whole other issue, and you start playing those yes, scenarios out in your mind. You do.
1: And, and so a lot yeah, of people was, stay. Right. And it's totally yeah. understandable. So we're not, again, with, with Michael there. We are not putting anybody down. My God, we're here to help people. But, well, and we,
0: we've we been there. Right. right. We've lived with, and, and in some instances are still living with the cost. Yes. Right. So some of those costs today for me, for example, and I'm sure this is true for you too, Dave, You know, years after departure, still dealing with things like, well, guess what? Still have some family members that are members yeah. that are dedicated still have some you know you run into people in your jobs who are members and you have this potential for conflict right this potential for questioning and mm-hmm. and an impact right you don't ever really totally get away from the ripples in the pond so to speak once you've thrown that big boulder in you know they keep kind of reverberating but the light that you discover when you depart as you as you and and we've said this before in numerous episodes Far outweighs any costs, and you don't. The, the, the crappy thing is, you don't realize that till you leave, right? Yeah, you don't realize that was uh, till you leave, it does compensate, and then uh, some, and you are, yeah. Yeah. And, and then some, and you're in a better place, that, you know. That so, was
1: our podcast, The yeah. Benny's Fit, which we yeah, did at that's your right. house, Benny, you know, yeah. that they outweigh, yeah. and, and it's and it's shitty, it's shitty that this you know that you have to go through this and, and that you'd say well that's a bad attitude and that, yeah you can be all fluffy mm. about it and say yeah. yeah that's why we're here on the earth to have these experiences <laughs> yeah to be yeah, kicked to be around kicked like, kicked like, around like a shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> to be mistreated oh, please please, please mistreat me i want my full <laughs> god damn it i uh, i paid mm-hmm. big for this and i'm but I, <laughs> I haven't paid enough. So where's that full SM experience, oh, right? Man. Come on. Uh, so yeah,
0: if- and and that's part, ironically, part of the Mormon message is God, you know, tests you. In quotes, he beats the shit out of you yeah. just to see if you're going to be obedient. Because that's a good dad. Uh. <laughs> that's, that's the father I want to be.
1: Oh my God. Yeah.
0: Look, guys. But I think that was the general thrust. Dave is is. What is this arrival for you? Right. You know, and we talked about John DeLynn's survey in the past. He surveyed over 3,000 prior Mormons who had left, found that those top five myths were rarely true. We talked about it. I was offended. I wanted to sin. I never had a testimony to begin with. I was, I was lazy. I stopped praying and reading the scriptures and and get it. I get it. We just talked about that's actually real Mm -hmm, for some people because they had, I'm going to phrase it this way. They had the luxury or the benefit good for them of never really buying the story to begin with. And I would actually compliment that in some ways because that's a hell of a lot easier, (laughs) you know, when you're not totally in it, right. To just leave the team and say, Hey, I'm done. I'm going to go play a different sport. Right. But for those who were dedicated and believed and so forth, were those the reasons? No. And we talked about this, you know, the main reasons all have to do with what was taught in the church. I'd, I ceased to believe the doctrine anymore. I studied church history and lost my belief because of what Oh, by I the way,
1: never, never do why? that.
0: Never. Never do that. My God. And we know the why, <laughs> because the narrative, the story, if you will... In, church, in actual church history recorded doesn't match what you were taught is true, and that's a big issue. You can only extend cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. so far. You can only ignore the facts so far, right? And that's too much. Hey, you were taught two plus two is four your whole life. The history shows and science shows it's actually five. You were fucked over. I'm sorry. You can't ignore that, right? I lost my faith in Joseph Smith was a close third. Same idea. He wasn't really a prophet. He was a charlatan. He was a fraudster. I lost my faith in the Book of Mormon. Well, that came from him, right? Mm-hmm. Same idea. It's bullshit. It doesn't, it's not real. And so um, those are the arrivals for departure for most folks. But I, t- I told you guys earlier, the, the departure for my wife was the Book of Abraham fiasco that you just yeah. talked about, Dave. She didn't know that story. And when she found out, she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, and that was her arrival at departure right there. It was like a boom instead of like well, a slow, slow. Yeah, it's it's trickle, like a house right? of cards, mm-hmm.
1: I guess, in a sense, because yeah. they're all leaning yeah. on one another. It, it, and if there's uh-huh. if there's an issue like that, how can you really... Just ignore that, and people do, and and I think they suffer. Well, we're, yeah, we're talking about.
0: Yeah, I love the House Cards analogy because we're talking about some issues are the top cards, and you can kind of take those off, yes. right? And you're like, oh, okay, it's still okay. If you take a bottom card out,
1: <laughs> and that's that's the uh, the book of Abraham is right down there in the bottom uh, because yeah, it's dude. it's considered that's LDS cool. scripture. It's considered to be revelation. If Joseph Smith is just making shit up like that, how could you b- still believe the Book mm. of Mormon? And if you, and if you can't believe That's the right. Keystone, boom, the arch comes crashing down. And it, and it's just like, That's oh right. shit! So y- you get to that spot mm. and you realize, wow, this is complete horseshit. And then you have to start considering, wow, now what? my wife still believes she doesn't know about this oh i know i'll just tell her, tell her about it or my husband he doesn't know about this stuff and then you you realize oh they don't want to hear about it they think i've lost my mind oh now what do i do well i can't i can't keep going to yeah. church yeah. my my kids like all their friends at church i why would i rob them of that experience there's just a lot of cognitive dissonance and a lot of uh Collateral damage.
0: As part of this episode, when I finally, you know, when I post edit and I get this up online, I'm going to see if I can throw a little survey up there for for folks who do visit the website MormonTalk.org. I'm curious yes. what your answers yes. will be to what was your arrival at departure. I mean, we know it's it's multiple issues. Usually, it's not like one magical, you know, silver bullet that sent you down. But I, I may throw a little survey thing up there just to see for the few people who would like to respond. That would be interesting to hear. Um, I know what mine probably was, my top two anyway. And what was yours? You know, yeah. We'll get it out there. And uh, we're wrapping it up sooner than an hour, Dave, because I'm getting yeah. pushed out the well, door. Well,
1: Maybe we should <laughs> set it up that way every Sunday. No kidding, right? Every day,
0: every every week. So yep. love you guys. We'll catch you later. And uh tell us about your arrival. And
1: I want to say in, in departing here, departing, Jesus definitely oh. wants me for a sunbeam because it's still cloudy out there today.
0: Yeah, I'll be a sunbeam for him and you,
1: Dave. For and you. Yes. Okay, thank you. Now I can continue. I'll be I your can... sunbeam. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. See you later, man. Yeah. Bye.